Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. I actually think I fumbled saying Congress, didn't I? No, you, you fumbled whiskey. You said Did wiki. Wiki Congress. Wiki, 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 wiki. Whiskey Congress is back in session, and we're being very serious. Actually, we are going to be serious. Um, well, before we get yep. too serious, though, can we can we talk about airline travel shortly? Sure. Um, so, as you know, I, I was out in Santa Fe, New Mexico this week um, You know, for this project that I've been working on. This company that I started, and trip was, you know, the reason why we went there, we, you know, we met with some people, uh, um, you know, to help advance a project that we're probably going to be starting working on there in the spring, which is really good for what we're trying to do, you know. Um, and and I apologize to our listeners. I'm being a little bit cagey on my yeah, well, project and what. Yeah, a little but, inside baseball too, but that's fine because yeah, it's, it's, it's airlines. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a little. I, I just I, once things get a little bit more solidified and. You know, then I'll be a little bit more open about it. But, you know, flying, getting to Santa Fe was quite the adventure. Uh, Ameri- <laughs> I fell for you, man. Sorry. American Airlines, um, not a lot of love for you in this situation. Flew out Sunday. Was supposed to fly from Cleveland uh, with a layover in Dallas and then land in New Mexico Sunday night uh, in Santa Fe specifically. So we fly out of Cleveland. We land in Dallas. We get a notification that the flight is delayed. So, you know, we trot off to the Capital One, you know, airline club or whatever. Then as soon as we get there, you know, the, <clears throat> the, the uh, maitre d' or whatever you want to call it at the, at the door, concierge is, you know, about to seat us. And then we get the notification that the flight is canceled. So it's like, all right, sweet. So let's, so we skip the, you know, Admiral's Club and we run down to, uh, run down to the gate figure out what our options are and they're just like oh well there's a flight out of dallas to albuquerque tonight um you know that if you can make that then you can get there like sucks albuquerque santa fe hour apart um and then i'm just like all right great where you know where's that flight leaving from and they're like gate b i'm like okay well we're in gate e and we have to take like a people mover tram thing to get there and I'm like, so are we going to make it? And the guy's like, no. Flight, <laughs> flight leaves in 10 minutes. You're not going to make it. Like, okay, so that's not an option. Right. Right? That's not an option that's for hilarious. us. So the time you were talking to the me time about this, is, right. we, like, we had a shot. We had a slim no, you, but, chance, but, but we really didn't. didn't. We didn't you have didn't. a chat. So then we end up having to stay in Dallas, but then like the, the DFW, they're just like, well, the flight was canceled in Santa Fe, so we don't have to put you up for a hotel, but you're welcome to stay here in the hotel or in the airport overnight. Um, if you can't afford a hotel, then, you know, you can t- literally the dude said sleep on the floor, you could sleep on our, you know, we've got comfortable benches and chairs. You could sleep there and then, you know, you'll be here ready to go in the morning. I'm like, no. <laughs> so, you know, I get a hotel for us and we stay, you know, in a lovely Marriott, um, not far away that I had a shuttle. Great. We fly out the next morning. We land in Albuquerque. Can't transfer my rental from Santa Fe to Albuquerque. So I have to rent a car in Albuquerque, drive to Santa Fe Dropped the other two guys off because I had a carry-on bag. Or, I'm sorry, I had a check Check bag. bag, And they just were able to get everything in in, in their carry-on, benefit of small people and small clothes. Uh, So I've got to drop the other two off. um, So they're able to attend the meetings that we were, some of the meetings we were there for early. And I essentially had to go find, go buy a whole new wardrobe because they lost my fucking luggage. Right? Like, so 
I get clothes, but I'm a sizable guy, so I have to shop at Dillard's. And yes, they have a big and tall section, but you know, I was forced with either looking like a clown with these giant pants that I can't get tailored. And so I'm stuck with a pair of jeans that are about a size or a half size too small, a puffy vest. And I was calling you Marty McFly because yes, it was, and that's it, and listen, a, a puffy vest and a long sleeve blue, you know, Under Armour shirt is the best I could do, and I look like Marty McFly, you know, and and I'm and I fit right in in New Mexico, right? Like that's the like standard fit there, um, <laughs> which is why Dillard's carries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, you know, like walking around, I feel like a complete jackass. Finally, my luggage gets there like eight o'clock at night. Um, but it was, you know, after meetings, after dinner and everything else. So, I mean, but the trip turned out. But dear American Airlines, go fuck yourself. So, do you know who Richard Jenny is? Yes. He's a comedian. He did a joke years ago where he said, I had a terrible experience on this airline. I won't name the airline. I'll just say it wasn't a foreign airline. It was an American airline. <laughs> so, you and yeah. Richard Jenny. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I'm just telling you it was American Airlines. I, I know. So, I just, I no, funny the funny thing that. is, though, like, you're right, you talk to people and everybody says the airline that they're not going to travel anymore because they had this bad experience, right? Right. Like, oh, I'm never flying United again. Oh, I'm never flying right. American. I'm never flying blah, 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 blah. Listen, they all suck, right? They also, and listen, it's, it's, if you think about what they're trying to do with the number of flights every day and, you know, one delay in one place just fucks up everything. Yeah. It's not like... The logistics listen, are brutal. It, it is brutal. And, and listen, there's a reason why air traffic controllers are stressed and, you know, they yeah. cycle through and everything else. Um, you know, so will I fly America again? I'm sure I will. I'm not thrilled with right. them right now. I do need to call them to get reimbursed for the hotel and the clothes and everything else. I have my receipts. Um, but it's just a, it's a... It was a frustrating experience. But I will say everyone was really nice. Um, everybody was frustrated. Passengers, yeah. employees, everybody... Um, you know, we got through it, but man, I mean, it is just, it is, it is rough. And then you also couple in the fact that flying for me is uncomfortable. I mean, flying for everybody for the most part, unless you're flying first class is uncomfortable. But when you are, and I'm not very tall, I'm 5'10", but you know, I'm 275 right, pounds. I'm broad wide. and wide as fuck, right? Like, so like, even when I sit, if no one sits next to me, like my, and I just lay back or I just sit back, like my shoulders overflow into if i sit in the middle both seats next to me right and if i sit in the aisle i stick out in the aisle if i sit in the window then i'm curled up in the window but at least i'm not on top of anyone else and it's just already an unpleasant experience mixed with more unpleasantness and the fact that i had to wear the same clothes for about 36 straight hours um you know i did get a couple showers in there even though i was wearing the same clothes but you know, seriously, you know, Monday morning I wake up and I'm like looking at my underwear. I'm like, well, I guess I can just flip them inside out. I don't know. You know what? <laughs> we should do a uh, an episode just about travel nightmares. Ugh. We've both got them. Um, I mean, Look, that's, I, that's so I, much negativity, I, though. It is, though, but, but it can be funny. And, and, and it's you know why it's funny for other people? Because it's not happening to them. Right. Because we're in the middle of it. If I were to do a quick PSA, though, this is a time when people need to chill the fuck out, realize they're not being wronged intentionally. And make the best of it, because one person wigging out and making a huge scene can create such a disaster for so many people. Uh, I mean, and that's essentially what happened. That's part of the reason why it ended up being tough for us. It, it made it impossible for us to make the flight, because there was a woman ahead of us who, she like, you know, she calls her daughter and then puts her daughter on the phone, and then the daughter demands to talk to the Manager the, the, the person at the gate, and then, you know, the guy is just so, I felt so bad for him, because there was literally nothing he could do at that right. point. 
you know, and it sounded like the daughter was like a lawyer or something, and she's talking about how she's going to sue and all these oh, things crazy. that they have to do. You know, and, and I, I get it, but you're not helping. And what you did, no. essentially, by throwing that little tantrum on the phone, you fucked everybody who could have possibly made that flight to Albuquerque because you felt in that moment that you were you and your mom were the most important thing. And I get it, but, again, just that sort of narrow focus really kind of screwed everybody because he was on the phone with that woman for a solid, easy 10 minutes, right? Like, and that's not an underestimation, but if, if they figure it out quickly get to the side, then maybe there's a chance that we're able yeah. to make that flight, and then, you know... Right, exactly. It's a time when be part of the team. Right. Everyone's, everyone right. has the same goal here. Right. It's not all like, about And you're me. sitting at home, comfortable, or wherever the fuck you are, right? And I feel bad for your mom, but at the same time, like, you spending 10, 15 minutes to literally accomplish nothing. Right. Right, like, it's you not accomplish like you can nothing. say, I'm going to sue you. Okay, now you can have a plane. Right, like, the guy, I mean, the, the guy's just like, all right, well, great. I mean, uh, you're not suing me. You're going to sue American, and you're not going to sue anybody, but, okay, fine. Continue with your, t- right. your tantrum. Right, Anyway, right, so I just need to get that out. This is why it's great we have a voice. And speaking of us having a voice, I want to give both of us a pat on the back, because we said we wouldn't quit on the Brittany Griner story, mm-hmm. and we stayed consistent. We brought it up essentially every show or every other show. Until we got to the point where we basically kind of lost hope. Yep. And we talked specifically about should she be traded for Victor Bout, who is a Russian uh, arms dealer whose nickname was a Merchant of Death. I've done some research on the guy uh, coming into the show. And the movie Lord of War is shockingly accurate. Yeah. Um, in this, well, anyway... A lot. Of, I mean, there, there, there was there's plenty of Hollywood in the movie. There's plenty but, of Hollywood. But also, the, the funny thing is, the character in the movie is Ukrainian, which yeah. in today's world is almost ironic considering right. what's going on. But um, but he did take advantage of his 1980s connections in a falling apart Soviet Union, and um, so I don't see him as big of, as being as big of a threat as you would think, given how long he's been out of the game, how yeah. much the world has changed. Right, and you've 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 said that to me in private um, and probably on the show as well and, and and I've come around on this right and there's plenty I could say where I was wrong yeah, I'm because, not for but, but what I will say is you know as the more I look at this and the more you start to look at you know the entire situation so there's Brittany Griner you've got another uh, uh, detainee or, or prisoner and Paul Whelan who uh, was this uh, American Marine who, you know, was in Russia and gets arrested back in 2018, I believe. Correct. Um, you know, and and so it's <clears throat> it's a it's a it's a more complex situation. It's not just well, why did you trade for Britney? Why did you trade for Britney instead of Paul Whelan? Right. Like when you look at the overall situation, right. Like so, Britney Griner is going over there to play basketball. She gets caught with some, you know, uh, vape ca- uh, cartridges um, that contain THC. You know, Russia has a huge thing against, you know, they're very anti-weed. It's illegal there. You know, she got a 10-year sentence. Um, You know, but Paul Whelan is a former Marine who, you know, relatively decorated. When he was was in Russia, he uh, was there for a wedding. Right. And then gets busted with 80 grand in cash and a USB with some pretty sensitive information on it regarding the the Russian government. he that was in 2018 2019 you know russia says we'll give you paul whelan back if you give us victor bout trump says screw you no we're not giving it we're not making that switch so you fast forward Brittany griner gets herself arrested 
um, you know, they're trying to get her back, and you know, they make the switch for for Victor Bout and Brittany Griner. And, you know, the conservative Republican response has been, well, it should have been Paul Whelan. Why would you leave him behind? First and foremost, before we even get into the logistics of that, find me a Marine worth a shit that says, get me out of here and leave the American citizen that is not a Marine behind. Find me, find me one Marine that's worth a shit that went through Paris Island, that went through all that training, that, that gets captured and says, you know what? Leave the American citizen behind but get my ass out of here. Find me one that says that, and I will tell you that chances are they weren't a very good fucking Marine, right? Now look, you're a Marine, you're a veteran, there's a reason why you should have an elevated status in our country, and that, and that mindset of get that person home, I'll, I'll be fine, figure my shit out. That's what makes, that's why we do all the, that's why you get all the pomp and circumstance. That's why we, you get a whole, you get multiple days, Veterans Day, more, that's why, we celebrate you because you are willing to make the sacrifice. You're willing to do the things that the normal average person isn't willing to do, including in this sort of situation, right? If I'm Paul Whelan, if I'm a Marine, if I'm a soldier, and I know that there's another American and they're not a soldier, right? Even if they are, then my, then my mindset is get them home. I'm trained for this, right? I'll be fine. I'm not giving anything up. You fucking torture me. You do whatever the fuck you want. You put me in this work camp. I'll do this work camp. My country is going to work on getting me home. But if it comes down to me or that person, get that American citizen home, right? And if you are in the military and you said, no, fuck that. I'm the opposite of that. Then you, then you, you are betraying the oath that you took, right? So that's first and foremost. So for everybody saying we should have brought him home before her, like, and listen, I got to worry about it. Wasn't an option. Well, yes, there's, there's the, also Russian, the Russian government said, we're not giving this guy up. And it was basically, if you want Griner back, we want Victor Bout, do it or don't do it. Right. And, and But you have to also go back to, they already, like they said, listen, we'll give you, you missed your opportunity during, to get him back for during, Victor Bout. During, during whose administration? During Trump's administration. Exactly. Right? You missed your opportunity there. Right? So if you got beef with Whelan, uh, with Whelan still being there, then you direct that at Trump. Because Trump could have brought him home, but decided not to, because of because of the risk that Victor Bout it he posed. Perceived, you know. But, but did you see the Whelan family response? Sorry to interrupt you, but this is a big deal to me. Okay. The Whelan family came out with a statement saying, "We hold nothing against Brittany Griner. Her chance, you know, anytime we get a chance to get a prisoner home, we want that to happen, especially when the option is not an option." They were flat out told by the State Department before. I know you're not used to me doing research, <laughs> yeah. but they were told by the State Department. Before the announcement, like, we tried, but they're not doing a two-for-one. There's so many other pieces in play that we that's, don't see. That's exactly it. There's other, piece, there's other pieces in play. Um, you know, you've got two Americans that you have, to, you have to bring one home. And if you can bring one home, then you bring that person home, right? Period, point blank, the end. The other issue, too, is that, listen, Putin is, he's in a fucked up situation that yes. he got himself into. Yes, he is. It's winter in Russia and Ukraine. It's cold as fuck. We talked about their soldiers. You know, their soldiers are dying by the hundreds over there um, due to weather, right? Like, yeah. just due to weather, and they can't defend themselves because, you know, like, they're, they're cold. These people are not trained for this. And Putin knows that he's starting to get backed into a corner. Now, listen, he's going he's gonna to ride this out as long as he can. But if he's beginning to make concessions, right, whether it's Brittany Griner, and, and my, my thought is that, I think Whelan ends up getting back before the end of 2023, right? Because Putin, like this war is clearly not going his direction. Um, Winner is going to be able to tell us a lot, 
right? Now, it's going to be cold for everybody. Ukraine is devast- uh, decimated. Um, you know, electrical system, like people are, yeah, other, oh, it's not just horrible. the Russian soldiers, but the Ukrainian people, they're going to freeze to death. Um, like, it's going to be brutal over there for the next few months. So then when that dust settles and, you know, it starts to thaw out, then the question is, where's the Russian military going to be? Where's the Ukrainian military going to be? And chances are Russia's going to be on the, bat, on, the, on, the, on the short end of that stick, you know, because, like, they're just out of actually trained soldiers to send over there. So they're going to continue to have to send, you know, drafted civilians into this situation. And how long are you going to be able to do that with these conditions? People are, like, you can only... You know, Russian TV bullshit this so far. People are like, look, if this is going so well, why are you drafting us? You know, right. why aren't our people coming home? Why are so many people coming back in body bags? You know, like we like they're they're not that blind over there. So at some point, you're gonna start to get pushback from the Russian people. And the question is, how long will Vladimir Putin be able to hold on? And at some point he's gonna realize that he needs an out. And Paul Whelan may be part of that out. Right, like there may be some sort of compromise in there where Putin doesn't look like a complete failure in this, where he can save some face, and Zelensky and Biden and NATO are going to have to make some sort of a deal. And I don't think there's a deal in really that that really can satisfy Putin technically, right? Sure. You know, maybe if all right, we're going to call it all off. You can keep the Donbas region, um, but you got to get all your troops out of here. This can never happen again. Something along those lines, and you got to get Paul Whelan back to the U.S. I think that could possibly be a, a, a situation scenario that could happen you know, April, May, you know, during the late spring, early summer. We're, I'm going to piggyback off what you said, and it's going to sound like we set this up. Piggy bear? Piggy, piggy, piggyback. Piggyback. You said piggy bear. Did I, no, I did not. Did cocaine I bear. I did. <laughs> We're not going to talk about cocaine bear, okay. but I saw a preview for it. But anyway. I did too, and <laughs> and it's and it's kind of a true story. Obviously embellished, but still hilarious. But uh, I read an article where someone said Putin is playing this exactly kind of what you said that he knows he needs to hold on to this political pawn, and he knows it will cause way more stir in the U.S. if the black gay woman gets brought back and the marine gets left behind. Yes. So. That, that like, I mean, Putin th- is a terrible military strategist, but he's a great espionage artist and and political strategist, right? Like he's like for all the conservatives out there, he's playing you, right? You played yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. We take that from DJ Khaled, but you, you know, like, like think about it. He knew, like I, t- it was it was a again he smart he play. it was that was the easy to say. Yeah, I'll give you Brittany Griner back. Yeah, we took her and she fucked up, and you know our laws are really strict. But yeah, we'll give her back. Just give us Victor Belt back, knowing the political unrest that this would cause, knowing that the Trump MAGA conservatives are going to go, oh, you left a Marine. You left a Marine and, and, and you and brought and back and this and dumb gay lesbian bitch instead. She doesn't even like America. You left a Marine. You know who said, you know who said almost exactly that? Pick any. Donald Trump, yes. the guy who could have gotten him back. Yes, right? Like, Don't yes. Be- Right, but but literally, he said right. almost exactly that, and it doesn't surprise me. Like, of right, it like, it, but like that's the play, and again, and these people are just they're walking right into it, not taking into account all the things behind the scenes that we can't see, not taking into not taking into account. Like, you got an American back, right? Yeah. Like, so you're so dug in and entrenched on your MAGA beliefs and your patriotism, quote-unquote, right? But it's selective patriotism, right? Because it's, it's patriotism as long as the person that's, that's you know, that, that's right. in the center of it believes what you believe, right, and says the right things, right? They say something that you don't like, oh, well, fuck them, I hope they die in Russia, right? right. Really? That's where we're at? 
right? Like okay. all, all you, yes, all you are, motherfuckers that love Rocky Four, right? Because you know the little guy beats the big guy, and America beats Russia, and all that patriotic bullshit. All you flag wearing, flag waving, America first, all that other shit. It's America first as long as. The, the specific American we're talking about agrees with what we agree right. with on every way, shape, and form. And if they, if they detract from that a little bit or a lot, then, well, fuck them. We hope they die in Russia. Right. That American is black or gay. Yeah, they, I mean, they, I, I, there's plenty of people I don't, that... Yes, but that's, that's not the direction you need to go, right? Because like, the, the, the beat... Now, listen, we know her race plays into this. We know the fact that she's gay plays into it. But ultimately, it's her words that have really gotten her in the most trouble, Right, because she spoke out against yeah. America. And listen, a lot of the shit, a lot of these athletes say, even LeBron, right, with their complaints about the country and fairness and everything else, it, it just it falls on deaf ears, right? And even for me, sometimes listening to somebody like LeBron, like, bro, come on, man, bro, like I've I've driven by your house in Bath, and I can't fucking see it from the street, Bath, Ohio, by the way, which is where his house is here. But like, I can't even fucking see it from the street, and it's literally like a palatial estate right like you're you're one of that's the most a fair, that's a fair statement. right like you're one of the most privileged person like and that doesn't necessarily like that doesn't mean that he can't call out unfairness and he can't call out you know right. like I mean, you should. Their thing. he absolutely should but at the same time you know like there's 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 timing there's place and there's a way that you you, you say that message and sometimes that gets fumbled but everybody that, that happens to everybody same thing with britney griner right like you know, like people are like, well, if she, you know, she were paid better, she wouldn't have to go to Russia. Like, listen, Brittany Griner makes two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, right? Which is not a lot compared to the guys in the NFL or the NBA, but she's still making two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, right? That's a hundred and fifty thousand dollars more than I was making. You know, like when I like, so she wasn't doing that bad, right? Right? Like she went she to Russia, she chose table. right, like, you know. But that being said, those things holding holding those words against her in this sort of situation. To me, that's not American. That's not being a patriot. Now you're just being a petty bitch. You know, like if you're a conservative mad at Brittany Griner and saying, well, I wish she just, I hope she just, she should have stayed there since she doesn't like America, then then you're not a patriot, right? Like you, you, you're just. I've kind of said, if you call yourself a patriot, you're probably not. Unless you play for a New England football team, then <laughs> well, you technically are fair. a patriot. But seriously, if you're like, I'm a patriot, this person said this bad thing, so I. If you love the First Amendment, being able to say, these are the things about my country that I don't love, and I want to try to make them better, just because it might not be right up your alley, that's the right. fucking point. Right. And, and it's what, listen, legit. if you want to go back and forth with Brittany Griner over her opinions and her views, that's Absolutely. fine. But now in this particular situation where she is now a, 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 literally a, a prisoner of war to a degree, and you're saying, well, you should just stay there because she said things right. I don't like, then I'm sorry, I'm calling you on your bullshit about how much of a patriot you are. Right, you can come. You bring it to my face. In bring day. it to my face. Let's have this conversation about how much of a preacher you are that you are wishing that American citizen stays where they're at. I want them both home, right? I don't I want do. either of them there. But understanding everything that's at play and thinking like this, like a fucking adult, you have to recognize that like getting one is better than getting neither. And it's unfortunate that he's still there, but his situation is a hell of a lot different than hers as well. Yeah. No, you're 100 right. And again, when his family comes out and said. Bring her back. Getting him back was not going to happen. We knew this. We were told no. this ahead of time. Now, here's the other thing, too. And my opinion about Victor Bout in exchange has changed, right? The more I think about it, Victor Bout was, uh, he was, he, he's, he got a 25-year sentence. Yeah. He got a 25-year sentence 11 years ago, so in 2010, 2011. 
right? Yep. And he served 11 years, right? He's 56 years old. I think the reality is, like, he served 11 years. He's been out of the loop. Now, I still think that this guy poses a risk and poses a danger. But, again, I can, I, I can, I can come around with making myself okay with him being back out there because the reality is, is that you know, Russia is about to go through some shit, yeah. right? And they're already in it, right? And there's no guarantee of what's going to be left. Like, a year from now, we have no idea what we're going to be looking at as it relates to the Russian state. And that could be a couple things, right? Like that, I mean, it could all fall apart and he's got nobody to really back him in terms of a government because things are in flux, which for a guy like him, he could end up thriving and get his hands on weapons and do the same thing he was doing, right? He could, I mean, realistically end up dead. Who knows? Um, Or he could just like, all right, well, I've had enough. I spent a lot of time in prison, whatever. I got some money stashed away somewhere and then Victor Bout disappears and we never hear from him again. So so I stumbled upon this, but he... Um, like I said before, he kind of took advantage of the crumbling Soviet Union and his family connections. That's no longer an issue. He was funneling... The reason he was arrested by the U.S. was he was uh, funneling guns to FARC, which is something... It's a Colombian freedom fighter group. I've air-quoted that. um, That is, frankly, no longer in existence. I mean, they've kind of done the thing that the IRA did and said, we can't do this with guns. We're becoming a legal political group. Not saying there isn't plenty of fucked up shit in Colombia, because there certainly is. Um, but his connections have got to be completely shattered after 14 years in prison or whatever. I, maybe he's still a threat. And I bet you're right that he probably has a stash of something in a safe deposit box in Leningrad that's been, yeah. you know... In a shipping container. In a shipping container <laughs> filled with rotten potatoes, movie reference, lore yeah. war. Um, but yeah, I... I Look, I think at the, the Biden day, administration like, deserves credit for this. To be honest, I, I don't know if we give. Like, look, I think they did what they needed to do. They did what they had to do to get American citizen home. Um, that should be applauded. The fact that people are pissed about it just shows you where we are as a country. Um, and I, I, again, I just think that they're being played. I think Putin knew exactly what he was doing when he took her. 100%. I think he knew exactly what he was doing when he gave her back. I think he knew that the, that it would cause the exact reaction that 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 we're seeing from conservatives and people on the right and all the people that say, "Oh, I'm independent. I just happen to agree with everybody on the right about this and basically everything else." Okay, fine. Um, and and he's again using our own divisions against us 100%. masterfully. Um, and, and this is, this is it. Now the question is now, now what happens next, right? Like you got Brittany Griner home. We know Paul Whelan is still over there, but you know, Russia has some real issues that they're facing in terms of just climate, weather, everything else and how it's impacting their ability to like, they're not even, they're not, there's not much they can do right now because of just the weather situation over there. Not to say that they're not doing anything, but they're, they're limited on what they could do. Um, so, so what does this mean for the war, right? Like it definitely drags out through winter, but then when, once the spring hits, what are we going to have? Right? They, right. I mean, it's not like you're, you know, are they spending that time training a bunch of soldiers that are willing and ready, ready to go and basically ready to die? Or are they just sitting on their ass over there? And then, you know, once they run out of people, they're just going to draft people again and send them out there without the right equipment, without glove, without the things that they need, continue to get, you know, blown out of the water by Ukrainians, and then and, and then what happens? How does this end? You know, I don't know. No one does. But, um, you know, we'll see. You know, there's yeah, we could do this probably for the entire show, but so much else happened this week that uh, I want to talk about. 
starting with the Senate Georgia race goes to Raphael Warnock in less convincing fashion than it should have been, in my opinion. Well, I mean, given I, the candidate a lot of people, against. a lot of people keep saying that, but I'm like, guys, it was already a runoff, right? Like, so True. Huh, it was right. going to be close, right? Like, if okay, it wasn't going to be, is, it shouldn't have been a runoff. Well, it should have been a runoff. It should have been close. Like, Herschel Walker was a terrible candidate, and you have people in the GOP and the people in Trump's world right now acknowledging that he was a bad candidate for so many different reasons. Herschel Walker himself, Herschel Walker's wife, her involvement, um, her, you know, paid, some of the paid things. Paid abortions, his kid calling him out. Well, being a, e- like, e- even beyond that, just just the way the campaign was run, some of the decisions that were made, um, instead of, you know, about, you know, instead of really, you know, worrying about donations and getting their money up, you know, Herschel Walker is, you know, going to football games and signing footballs and, and doing the football thing and everything else. And just, again, not... Just not politically savvy. Did you see his werewolf and vampire speech? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. All right. I mean, Google it. I don't. I don't no, 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 no. I, I just the whole like all like you know. I sent you the one speech that he where it was literally just babbling nonsense. Right. Right. And you know that's who he was. Now the fact that like and listen, we we had. Uh, those quote that that segment from Dana Loesch a few weeks back when the whole thing about the abortion came through and she's right. like I don't care how many abortions he had this is about power and this is about control they they never cared that he was a terrible candidate they were hoping that the the mo- the MAGA momentum would carry them through they didn't care who he was because they knew once they got him in they had control over him they would say vote this way he would and then that would give them more power in the Senate that would give them control over the Senate. Um, they were, you know, they were hoping, and so they di- they didn't care about it. And they they had seen people like Lauren Boebert and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and all these other people able to get reelected and do their bidding. And so Herschel Walker was just another in the long lines of these shitty candidates that were completely uh, just not, just should not be in control of our government, um, in positions of power. But it didn't matter, right? And the people who voted for him, they knew that he was an idiot. They knew that he was full of shit, and they didn't care about the womanizing, the woman beating, the the, you know, infidelity, the abortions, and all that other stuff. It, at the end of the day, it was just about power and control, and they were hoping that they could just use the MAGA momentum to get him in the office and have control or at least neutralize the Senate. And fortunately for our republic and our democracy, that didn't happen. But that's that's what they were dealing with. Like so, it, it, it's everybody knew who and what Herschel Walker was. It's just that you had, you know, half the people who said, "I just don't give a fuck." You know, it's more important that we just have the power and control instead of having a candidate in there that has a fucking brain, right? right. So I got. To, I want to tell a quick side story. It's related. Um, while I was watching the election results come in, and it was back and forth for a while until Warnock ultimately pulled away. I was flipping back and forth between CNN and Fox. And on Fox, Laura Ingram was on interviewing the father of a girl who allegedly was raped by a trans woman in a high school bathroom. Now, I don't want to get into the details of it because I don't know them and I really don't know how to research them. But the fact that they use this opportunity where there's going to be eyes on our TVs and and the Warnock and Walker results were on as a backdrop, but they chose to make this... a chance to say, hey, all those stories we've been telling you all these times about if trans people are allowed to use the bathrooms of their choice, that they're going to be raping kids. Look, here it is. Like it's a fucking epidemic. Now, I don't know the story again. I don't know how to research it exactly. If this happened, the person who committed this alleged crime, deal with them. I'm not dismissing that at all. 
but to tell me that they're not using that to grandstand on their issue of the day, which is trans people are taking over our country and it's being ruined. I found this to be so disgusting. It's just shit journalism and you know, hate and fear mongering. And I was just shaking my head going, you guys are fucking scumbags. Yeah, I mean, that's, Not, that's just in, standard par for the course for them, right? True. I mean, it's just like, look, I mean, because they, in, in their minds, they said, well, this probably isn't going to go our way. So instead of bemoaning how this isn't going to go our way, let's just talk about the standard, you know, their standard talking points that, you know, the gay, lesbian, right. democratic agenda is to have gay and trans people take over the world. And along rape your take, children in the bathroom. Yeah, and... it's gay and trans people are going to take over the country along with brown immigrants and they're all going to vote Democrat and then turn it into a communist gay you, you, orgy or something. You, you, I, I don't know. Using Jewish Hollywood and, and space lasers. Yeah, and, I mean, it's just like you. It's and that's why I don't watch. I don't watch Fox. I don't watch MSNBC. I don't watch any of those news channels. Right? Like, I mean, I'll listen to different things on satellite. Um, you know, like yeah. so, so, you know stuff that's at least somewhat more neutral, objective. At least they try to be. On some of the stuff that I listen to, and then it's really just taking the information, trying to find the most objective places to find information, putting it all together, seeing the disparities, disparities in the in the stories, and then trying to dig through, you know, using actual, you know, information that's available to piece together what the truth is, right? And that's getting right. harder and harder to do um, because perception is reality, and you know, everyone is out there trying to change the perception and change the narrative to shift what reality is. And it's frustrating, right? Because where, you know, the conservatives get a lot right is a lot of the lying and a lot of the bullshit that the Democrats do. The problem is, is that the conservatives and the MAGAs and the, and, and the Republicans, the shit and the dirt that they do um, is equally as bad and worse in a lot of instances because they just will flat out lie, right? Um, they will flat out make a you know this whole thing about the about trans people and you know tr trans women getting into female sports to rape young girls right. and grooming kids and all that other shit like like none of that is true or accurate and they may be able to find one instance here one instance there and then they highlight it like they did you know the night of the election. Yep. In Georgia, but that's not really reality. But because they have these massive platforms, it becomes reality of the people who listen to it, and then they then they're off and running. So then you have completely uninformed, uneducated people who are literally just watching Fox News and then going out and getting interviewed and going, "Well, I was watching Fox News, and you know, all the trans people are raping all the straight people, and you know, like we're, we're going to be at war with trans people soon." Like it, it's fucking insane. It's insane, but it works, and that's why I wanted to bring it up. Is you know, yeah. I don't know the case. I'm not judging that case on its merits. I'm judging Fox News on their shit journalism and attempt to take an example of something and say, oh, look at these people do this. If you said, Ted Bundy, white people are eating everyone. No, they're not. Ted Bundy did. Not Ted Bundy, sorry. Jeffrey yeah, Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. I mixed up but, a But, you know, I mean... <sighs> you know what I'm saying? Just, yeah, I do. I, and I, and I, get the, I get the frustration and... and that's what they're good at, right? Like, because they have these big platforms between YouTube, podcasts, Fox News, uh, OAN, uh, Newsmax, yep. all that other shit, uh, what they're able to do is they all agree on certain messaging, right? Like, they, I mean, I don't know if they have, like, roundtable meetings, but coming out from some of the stuff from the Trump administration, they do. And they have these very specific talking points on issues that they know that get, you know, 
the middle class white people really, really want riled up. Yep. Right. And it's four points. They're taking your guns, the gay and the trans immigrants and all that other stuff. Um, you know, those things that fit. And then they just put it on repeat yep. and they find different ways to say it over and over and over again so that it becomes reality for their viewers and listeners. Right. And now they've got millions of people, you know, reciting this stuff. And now, like now you're fighting it from every angle, like even if you have a little bit of common sense. And then you mix in the chaos actors. Right. Who every like everything is is a conspiracy and nothing is true and the, they only know the truth and then they get involved and they kind of jump in back and forth and they make things compl a complete mess. So now the idea of what's real and what's not is completely distorted, and you, you can't even have a conversation with anyone because no. like you can literally show someone right video fact document whatever and it's oh no 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 I don't believe that I don't buy that like that could have been that could have been doctored. Right, that could have been AI. That could have been all these other things. It's not. That's not real. The only real truth comes from my media, my selected media sources, right. and my analysis. Where again, like I said it last week, you have these people who are taking the cliff's notes of a headline, right? Like they not only are they not reading the story, they're barely reading the headline and giving you snippets of the headline, and then that's their whole ass truth, right? With nothing to back it up. Right, hundred percent. Right, and that's and that's virtually impossible to fight. Right, like that's that, that that's impossible because you're fighting ignorance, and and that's a never that that's a battle you're never going to win. You know, it's funny. I've talked about Mike the dentist a few times on the show. Conservative friend from back home. I've known him since he was an infant, and all the time he shoots these stupid memes at me. And I said, Mike, let's have a conversation. Uh, you'll just pivot. All right, then call me out for pivoting. It's, in my opinion, most of those people who are, that you just described who don't want to hear anything that doesn't completely back up their narrative, it's fucking cowardly. Absolutely cowardly right, and, and, and destructive. Again, well, yeah, and again, if the entire base of your political thought process is based off of memes, which for some people it basically is, right, then I just, I don't, like, I don't argue with people, right? I don't, like, I, they throw something out there, I'm just like, that's fucking idiotic. Right, and then just keep moving, right? Like maybe I tell them, maybe I don't. If it's someone close to me that I know, like some of the younger guys at the gym, they'll throw dumb shit out there, and then like I'll hit them with like a list of facts, and I'm like, you can ignore it, you can read it, I don't give a fuck what you do with it, but please understand that the few of us that are left that have common fucking sense and a bit of intelligence are looking at you like you're a fucking clown. That's you and everybody else who's putting this dumbass meme out, and then you know nodding, clapping, like yeah, 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 I agree with that, whatever. It's just like you're not doing any sort of analysis, you're not doing any sort of research, you're not doing anything to actually think for yourself, and you call yourself an independent thinker and a free thinker and all this other shit, and you, oh, I'm political independent bullshit you're a follower just like everyone else you're a sheep just like everyone else that you like to call out and be you think whoa, 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 what because you gotta you're a sheep in wolves clothing right? like not even right like i mean not talk it, so big right like i mean it, it, like you see all the time right like and they always want oh you just bro you're just sheep you're just a follower whatever but it's like look you can you can do all the name calling you want and you can you can put all the memes out that you want but at the end of the day it's still bullshit Right, but at the same time, fighting that is virtually impossible because they 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 literally are just like, nah, -uh. you're swinging into the air, right? And it's like, all right, okay, okay, damn it. a perfect example of this is there was a same-sex marriage bill that was going through the house this week, and same-sex marriage has been legal for going on a decade. If you know any person who was against it who's actually been hurt by it, please, uh, at Whiskey Kong Gym or whatever. At Whiskey Congress, send us send us an example of someone who's actually been hurt 
by same-sex marriage, since it's been put in there, um, it's, a, it's a bullshit fear. And yet this woman, Vicki Hartz, Hartz, Hartzler, a Missouri congresswoman, got on the House floor and literally broke down in tears, begging her constituents to, or begging you know, the fellow Congress members, to not let this horrible bill pass that's going to ruin this country. By the way, it's currently the law. And I, my initial reaction is to want to mock her and just go, you're such an idiot, look at you. But realistically, she is a, a, an example of how this hate-mongering and anger... She, she's a sitting congressperson. And, and say, she's in fucking Congress. Right, like, I mean, it, it's like, and that's where I, I, I get, like, I get frustrated with the name-calling and everything else, right? Like, it's just like, well, I'm calling them out. Like, no, you're just calling names. Like, the reality is, is that this person is in a position of power in the United States Congress. Right? And she is genuinely believing right? this. Right, and she genuinely believes this. That that's not funny. That's not no. so like that's fucking dangerous. Right? Because yes. like she is literally sitting there telling you that like look, I think gay people are so dangerous that I don't think that they should be married and I think that this bill is bad. Like I like that's a person that if you're gay, like how could you trust her? If you're in the state of Missouri, you're like I don't trust you to not do something insanely crazy or stupid that might actually hurt me. You know, two dudes or two women getting married doesn't hurt anybody. If, if it goes against your religion, then okay, it goes against your religion. Don't go to the reception. Right, don't go to the reception. If you don't like gay marriage, then don't marry the same, don't marry a person of the same sex, and bam, look what, guess what? Problem you avoid solved. it and you go to heaven, according, according right. to you. Right, right. Like, so, but, you know, to go out of your way to hurt other people intentionally, right, like, to make sure that these people can't have certain things because you don't like what they do in the, in their bedroom right. or whatever is fucking insane. And again, that person is in a position of power. In a position of power, and she is so angry, whatever, that she literally broke down into tears. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's. I kind of want to move on to Daniel Snyder. Do you want to do that one or no? Yep. Okay. So we're going to get out of politics a bit because Daniel Snyder, the owner of the Washington Commanders, um, okay, sure. yep, sorry, I got you now. Um, little in little audible called by Steve there. Um, so Daniel Snyder, owner of the Washington Commanders, um, is being investigated for uh, promoting, uh, what's the word, accepting a very hostile work environment and creating a hostile, crea work. Creating a hostile work environment. And I have not seen the exact documentation, but you've told me some of it, and it's really fucking ugly. Mm -hmm. And it's really recent. Mm -hmm. And I said something that we had a pretty, I won't say argument about, I mean, I'd call it an argument, but certainly a discussion with some passion to it, about how, if you look, I said, if you look back into the 70s and 80s at any, any NFL organization, you're going to see a lot of ugly shit. Now, this extent, which, again, does not make it right, and when I say that, I know I sound like I'm being defender of all things evil, and I'm... Definitely not being that. And I have two examples of, of nuance that I have, one involving me and one involving you, that I can't wait to bring up. But uh, he's a... I mean, Daniel Snyder's a douchebag, in my opinion. I offer no defense of the guy. Do you think he should be kicked out of the NFL? Absolutely. Okay. It's a club. It's a private club. And at the end of the day, um, they make the rules. So if the other guys are just like, look, this, this, this is not going to work, then you got to go. I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I mean, and a lot of the defense is, well, you know, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. It's, you know, this stuff goes on all the time. It's gone on in the past. Like, you know, he's a multi-billionaire. He brings so much money. Bro, 
I'm not the one kicking them out. It's the other 31 teams in the league that are saying we're tired of your shit. You got to go. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. They could be kicking them out for fucking wearing ugly socks. It's their club. That's the thing. Like, everybody gets mad about, oh, it's, it's all boys club. Well, the all boys club is saying, get the fuck out. And that right? boys club has those skeletons and, that I just brought up. That's way. fine. I don't get it. Still, you know, <laughs> Daniel Snyder, you know the fucking rules. You know the rules. Right, like so. Here's the deal, Daniel Snyder. If you want to, then then air everybody out. Then if you got, if you have dirt on other owners, air them out. I'm, I don't I, care. I, I don't either. I'm right, not, go ahead, air them out. But if you don't got the balls to do it, then shut the fuck up and step aside and give your team to somebody else. You, you had your chance. All right, he's been dealing with like he he's known about this for the last fucking decade. Right, he's been a part of it. Right, like he could he could have cleaned this up. They gave him time. It, it, listen, like you said, he listen, was the ringleader. Here's the deal. Right, like I mean, like the NFL, like it or love it, like, like whether you like it or not, they're a cartel. By yeah. definition, it is a cartel, right? They they, yeah. they they essentially operate like a fucking mob family, right? So, you know, we could go to the mob and just like, uh, 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 so Lugazi, I don't know if you should go and kill that guy. I don't. Th- I mean, you know, right. we all have dirt. Hey, right? Maybe, you fuck maybe. around and end up with a bullet in your head. This is how it fucking works. Maybe guys get whacked, they right? Like, yeah, they all good. have dirt. They all have dirt, and at any point in time, they're like, look, you, your dirt is now causing us problems. And they, I'm sure they told him, clean your shit up so we can and make this go away. And he didn't, and he, let, and he kept going, and he kept going, and he kept going. They said, you know what? All right, fine. Now, all of a sudden, we had your back, and now we don't. That's the price you pay. It's funny you say that, though, because you put a really good illustration on that of, like, it's a mob meeting. They literally have owners meetings. Yes, they literally I'm have. T- like, is that, that's the exactly fam- that's intentional. Yes, it's, it's not the five families. It's, it's the, the thirty-two, 32 families. families, right? Wow. But I, one thing I want to say though is one thing that I think really causes problems when you're dealing with an issue like this. And this might be very unpopular, but fuck it. Um, nuance is everything. Context is everything, because sometimes what is done by a person. You know, in a situation might look really bad, but if you knew the, the under layers, it's really not. I'm going to give you an example from my pr- professional career. A guy I worked with walks, we're walking in the office area, and he literally walks into a female coworker, literally puts his arm around her, and I went, dude, that's violating personal space. Partially joking and partially going, bro, what are you doing? This is a professional office. Well, they've been dating for six months. No one knew it. And so he sends me a picture of the two of them, like, with their arms around each other going, actually, it isn't. They're not married with a kid together. Maybe two. So if someone would have said, well, Jeff violated her personal space, no, he didn't. She was not at all offended by it. Now, I can't wait till the story about you. Go ahead. What does your hoodie in, my, in, in the other room say? Uh, I don't know. Dominate everything. Dominate everything. You were approached by a woman in a supermarket. She said, I bet you do. Dominate everything. And then I believe she slapped you on the ass. She did. Not appropriate, mm-hmm. but not really a big deal. Were you ever threatened or hurt or whatever? You were laughing about it because okay. it was a... And again, I'm not saying it was cool what she did, but flip that switch and make you do that to her, and it's a very different thing. Yeah, it is a very different thing. You know why? Because, because you'd be a threat to her and she's not a threat to you. She's not a threat to me under any circumstance. There is nothing that that woman could physically do to me. Right, that has me concerned. I I understand right? that. I'm just saying. Like, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of men out there who could do anything physically to me that would have me concerned, right? And so, whenever you're talking about men and women, and men being the aggressor towards women, right? Like, it's say, different. It's it's 
different, right? It just is like, and that's nuanced. But again, you're you're saying this from this from a perspective, right? Like if you go and you read some of the things that happen, we're not talking oh, oh, about you, yeah. we're not talking about Bill going in and and you know giving Karen a squeeze on the ass, but you know Bill and Karen have been dating, right? We're talking about Daniel Snyder calling women into his office. You know, telling them that they need to, you know, show a little bit more tits and they, you know, like slap them on the ass as they go. Like, he's the owner. They work right. for him. He, they draw a paycheck from him. So now they're in this position. If I don't do this, do I get fired? Right? If I do do this, what happens? Do I get, do, do I, am I expected, like, if I start showing more tits, am I going to be expected to suck a dick? Right? And in some instances, the answer was yes. Right? Like, so this isn't like... You know, this, is, this isn't about nuance, right? Like, the, the, the shit is well, fucking no, right no, there. No, no, no. In, in this case, the, there is no... The, right, but you're, like, you're trying to, you're trying trying to draw to make, parallels to I've things actually, that... Actually, I'm not. I don't understand what you're saying. Then I'm doing a bad job. Because yeah, you're I'm, doing it. I mean, because, look, we know, like, we know what went on there, and there's not a lot of black and white. And you can, like, I'm sure there are men involved who are saying, oh, that's, there's circumstances, right? There's, there's a reason why I slapped her on the ass, even though I knew she didn't want me to. But, like, I, I had a good reason, right? Like... What the fuck no, are you? What's what, your what, argument? What, I'm not making an argument. I'm making what are you doing? I'm trying. I'm trying to make a point. My point is that there are so many people now that say any indiscretion or anything they see is as inappropriate needs to be treated do at that. the same level. Don't I'm do that. I'm Don't not doing that. that. I'm calling. I hear it all the no, fucking time. No, but that's not what this is about. This is a very. I, this I'm, is a specific issue where we know I'm, what happened. And I'm talking generalities. Stop specific, doing that. But I'm, we're not. No. We're not. We're talking about right. Daniel Snyder's right. and the Washington Commanders, formerly the Washington Redskins, right. and very specific incidents that happened there. Right? Right. Where and we that, know, where it, we have details, we have people who have testified, right, under oath as to what the fuck happened. So there's no, there, there is no black and white. There, I, there, there, there is no, no gray. gray. I'm, I'm, I was diverting totally away from Daniel Snyder. Fuck Daniel Snyder. I have nothing. But we shouldn't divert right, from him. Right. He I, is the, he's the, he's, he's what we're talking. He's why we're talking right, about right, this. Right. right. Like so, I, I mean, again, pulling in my situation doesn't apply. Not appropriate. No, exactly. Right. No, 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 so no, your no, work situation doesn't apply no, because that wasn't exactly, even close. Exactly. I just hear right? so much. But that's people. that's a All different right. that's a different, different conversation. Are, fine, I'll, right? I'll, What's I'll happening with Daniel Snyder? You your original question: Should he be out of the league? If the thirty-one other owners say we're tired of your shit, you gotta go. Then gotta it go. don't matter what I think. Right? No, you I'm gotta not. go. And right? by the way, no, now, now ask me like if I were an owner. Right now, that's, that's, that's a different the, question. That, that was a better question. If I were an owner, would I kick Daniel Snyder out? Me? Yes. Okay. Fuck you. Because chances are, I'm willing to tell you. Because if I, you know me. I do. I would have gone to him and like, damn, what the fuck is going on here? Can can you clean this shit up so we don't have to fucking deal with it in the media? Because you know that they're gonna sports. Stephen A. Smith is gonna come to me. So and so from Fox Sports, you know, cow, Cowherd's gonna come. Like I, I, I'm gonna have to deal with this. CNN. What if we get called in the fucking Congress? Right? Like we got a good thing going here. You're making plenty of fucking money. You got a yacht the size of fucking Rhode Island. Can you just clean your shit up? Right? Yep. All right, like well, do that, and this will all go away, and we'll all be good, right? But then he keeps fucking around, he keeps fucking around, and then they do get dragged in front of Congress, right? So then, as soon as your shit starts to impact me, now we got a fucking problem. We got a real fucking problem, Dan. Dan, I'm getting called by the fucking United States fucking Congress because you can't, you and your staff can't keep your dicks in your pants. So now I got a real fucking problem, Dan. I don't like fucking problems, Dan. I'm a goddamn billionaire, Dan. I don't give a fuck that you're a billionaire. I got more money than you, so you're out. And I'm going to go get the other guys. Oh, you got dirt on me, motherfucker? I, we haven't even begun to get all the dirt on you. I will fucking bury you, so not only are you out, you will lose that fucking everything. That's the conversation those guys are having. 
Right? That's the situation. So the whole idea, well, I mean, is it that really big of a deal? And again, it, I, I that, mean, is, like, that is a misrepresentation of what I was trying to say. I that's mean, how you perceived it, then I did a bad job. But, but again, but, but defending, issue, right, listen, when you, if that's the type of environment that you're going to have, right, this ain't Mad Men, this ain't 1956, right? No one gives a shit about the way things used to be. I don't give a fuck. Right, that's where guys your age, you guys have a really big problem with it because that's what you grew up with. That's what you knew. That's what. That's how you guys came to be. That's what your professional careers. Guess what? The rest of us, we don't give a fuck. Right now, you're starting to get outnumbered. Right. <laughs> I mean, the reality is now we're starting to like the younger generation. We're starting to catch right, up. We're with not you. that different. No, but I'm t- there's a ten year gap between us, yeah. and it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. But it is. It's right? absolutely is. Right? And now, like, we're, like we're starting to roll into positions of power. And guess what? We're not playing it. Right. And the women have a legitimate voice. A voice that yeah. they, women have more of a voice now than they've ever had, even though that they're still fighting for it in certain aspects, right? Yep. And so, I'm sorry, that shit is just not going to fly, and it don't matter if it's well, well, I don't I, like that because I mean it just shouldn't be I, that way. Like, I, I and it's not you, okay. but I'm saying right. that's that's the Pandora's box that you open. And look, I'm your friend, I'm on your side, but there are people who are absolutely not your friend, who are absolutely not on your side on this, who will eviscerate you even more than what just happened. Right? I mean, it's just like, I get what you're saying. Broad generalities and everything else, and there, there's overcorrection and all that stuff. But in this very specific situation. Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck them. I, I got two questions for you. Yeah. That I'm really eager to hear your answer to. Do you believe that Daniel Snyder said, if I just change the name to Commanders from Redskins, this will all go away? Yep. Okay, I do too. I absolutely. <laughs> but I, nice he, he figured that, like, I'll change the name. That takes pressure right. because of the, right. takes, gets rid of the Native American thing. Well, like, you know, like it'll. It also, he knew it would make money, right? Because he, true, he true. knew there were diehard Redskins fans that were going to go out and buy the, you know, buy new jerseys and all that other stuff. Like he knew that there was plenty, there was plenty of good to come of that, and maybe that would be. And some, and who knows? Because I promise you, because I I know from a little birdie, uh, with 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 good good reason to believe this person, why the Cleveland Guardians are now the Cleveland Guardians and not the Indians anymore. Right, and it wasn't because they were just like, "Oh, this is the right thing to do." Okay, Major League Baseball came and said, "Change the fucking name, right? Change the name. We'll do X, Y, and Z. You'll get A, B, and C. Change the fucking name, or you're gonna have a fucking problem." And the Dolans were, and the Dolans were like, "Okay, (laughs) you know, response was, okay, okay. Um, We're not gonna do a good job, but we're gonna do it." Question number two. Yep. In the same vein. What should happen to Jerry Jones based on the picture that came out? Or, or if you're a, if you're an owner, do you vote Jerry Jones out? You want to give the background of the picture because you know it better. Okay, than me. so there's a picture uh, going around of Jerry Jones uh, in Arkansas in the late '50s, early '60s. He's a young man, and you know they're going through integration, and um, it was obviously the South. Places like Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama pushed hard against it. Some of them still pushing hard against it today. Uh, But in the picture, you know, it's the standard picture you've seen from that era, right? Black and white, you know, black student and, you know, a bunch of white kids and white adults screaming, yelling at the student, right? We've seen plenty of those images. Image popped up, that very image, black student, bunch of white guys screaming, yelling, yelling, there Jerry Jones is. And you can see him. It's a younger version of him. Now, in the picture, he's not yelling. He's just there. But the reality is, is that you're there, right? Now, Jerry Jones, he said in his defense, I was just curious to see what was going on. I don't have a racist bone in my body. I just wanted to know what it was all about. 
So I went to watch, right? So he feels that that is a good defense. And my thing is, like, any decent person in that situation, right, one kid versus 50, 60, angry, pissed off, racist, white people, if you're not a racist, then that picture isn't you looking over the crowd like, oh, my, look at that, right? Right. Right? If you're a good, decent person, then you go down there and you grab that person's hand, you walk with them. And don't say, well, that's too much to ask because there's plenty of white people who did that during that time. Right? According to every white person I know, their grandfather. But, right. okay, right? Like, cause there's, not a, there's not a white person anywhere who knows whose grandparents were involved with any of this, right? It's weird because oh, there it are. seems like mathematically that <laughs> can't be possible. To you. But every white person I know, their grandparents walk with Martin Luther King, right? You know what I'm saying? Or just like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I mean, like, we, we were totally down with the Underground Railroad and B&O Station or whatever, right? Like, like uh, uh, okay. But, right? But my point is, like, look, Jerry, this is a little bit harder than Daniel Snyder's situation because it's a picture. And in that picture, he's not doing anything, right? right? But he's there. Right, and you can look at the picture and say, "Yeah, maybe he was just curious." Right, but I still have questions. Why didn't you help her? Did you help her? Him, the person uh, that's right. taking all this heat. What did you do? Right, and and he can look and tell you all the great things he's done in Dallas, all his other points. So, I, can you can you boot him out for this picture? If I'm an owner and I'm my black self and I'm a billionaire and I got nothing to lose, I might I might I might vote for him to go. Right? I might I might vote for him to go just because. Why not? Right? What's the good I mean, reason? What's the good reason in defending him? Well, why? Why 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 what what's the point of oh it was a long time ago and bygones be bygones. But how many times have white people when the when the shoe was on the other foot have held things against black people from from that shit we didn't me specifically. I the person individual didn't do. They're just like, "Well, you're black, you're one of them, and they've got a long history of bad behavior, so fuck you. You get an extra prison. You get extra time on your prison sentence, right? You, black student that I don't like, are going to go to detention because I don't like black students because I haven't liked them in the past, and I'm pretty sure that you did that thing that you're saying you didn't do, but the other white student said you did, so you're going to get extra detention. Or, hey, I pulled you over, and even though I don't have a good reason to pull you over, I'm going to give you a ticket just because I don't like your black ass. We got decades, hundreds of years of that shit. So now we're sitting in the billionaire boys club, right? And you're supposed to get a pass because you're a billionaire, because of all the things that you've done, because of all the success you had. If I'm an owner, I might tell Jerry to go fuck himself and I might vote for him to go. Now, will I get the support from the other 31 teams or the other 30 teams in the league? I don't know. But me? Fuck Jerry Jones. I don't owe him shit. I don't owe him uh, uh, the benefit. What the fuck do I owe him the benefit of the doubt for? It was Jerry Jones done that, that, really, sa- that really, really says... Oh, we should give him the benefit of the doubt on this. Huh? Does he have any Daniel Stern, not Daniel Stern, sorry, um, former owner of the Clippers? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, fuck. The guy that got busted on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then they dig into his past, and they find out, oh, he was evicting black people because of this. And I mean, when when you dug just a couple shovels deep, it got real ugly really fast. And if that happens to Jerry Jones, I think he might get... Why do I got to dig? Why do you got to dig? Why do I have to dig? Um, I got this. You, you got... I have this. See, that's the thing, though. That's the thing. What you're saying is, 
That's not. This isn't enough. I am. I need that. to see more. And what I'm telling you is, fuck you. That's enough for me. Okay. I don't need to dig. Why do I got to dig? Why do I? Why do I? Why do I have to do work for his shit? Why do I have to do work, right? To prove why do I? Why? Why am I the bearer, right? Of all the work here for some shit that he did, right? If he was this great person, like I said, he would have went down there and helped that girl. If because if right. he would have done that, if he if Jerry Jones if if the story went. That Jerry Jones came outside, saw everything that was going on, he cut through the crowd, he grabbed that black student's hand, and he said, I'm going to make sure you get there safe. We would have we known that story 30 goddamn years ago. True. We would have known every aspect of that story. Or even if he were a humble person, which Jerry Jones is not. <laughs> no, and, and it just because he's got a $2 billion yacht. Okay, sorry. And it just came out, right, that this picture, and he's like, well... You know, I mean, this is the whole story, and then this is the person. We ended up becoming friends, and we never wanted to make a big deal. Again, we would have known that by now, but he didn't do that, right? He just stood there. And even even, even if he didn't have, even if it wasn't necessarily malicious, the fact that you just stood there and watched, the fact that you just stood there and watched, I don't give a damn that you were just 16 or however old you were, right, or 18 or whatever, right? I, I, I cannot, I cannot give you a pass because, well, all I did was watch. Because how many of those types of instances turned in just, went from just yelling to someone being fucking lynched? Okay, the, the, what I will say in his defense, though, is... I'm not saying I, shit in Jerry Jones's I, I, defense. I understand you're not. To well, be clear. I, you are very clear. I can see a 16-year-old, an 18-year-old, whatever, in that situation being fucking terrified. Tough. Of the, well... Because, look, if what about the kid? What about I, the kid that's getting I, yelled I, at by look, 50 I, fucking adults? Dude, I'm with you. It's fucking disgusting what's happening to the kid. But, but that's just the thing. But that's just the thing. You don't get a pass for not being a complete asshole. Right? You don't get a pass. Well, I didn't yell. But you sat there and you watched that kid. But that kid, a child, by themselves. It was, it was cowardly. Right? I'm not denying that. So I'm sorry. You don't get a pass for that. How am I supposed? How as a black player am I supposed to sit there and take a paycheck from you? Because you had a person who looked like my son or my daughter being fucking assaulted. Look, look I in every stretch of the like, there's no look, if, ands, or buts about. It. You watched, and all you did was stand there. I'm sorry. Fuck you, Jerry Jones. I will not take a paycheck from you. Trade me, cut me, but I'm done. That is my stance. That that that's perfectly reasonable. Like in the fact, now listen. What, what, the, his team, the guys aren't going to do it, no, and no, I'm no. sure they're, they're sure they've got great relationships with him. But that's that's what should that's that's the response that should be. I don't give a damn that you were curious. You were. I'm not a fucking monkey. I'm not a zoo animal. You're curious, right? If you're a decent fucking human, you stand. You see that because I can tell you what I would do in that situation because I've seen it. I've seen people backed into a corner. Surrounded by other people, lives in danger, and I've cut through, and I said, you got to get through me if you want to get to him. You're not a 16-year-old Jerry Jones. I am not a 16-year-old Jerry Jones, but I can tell you I did it when I was 16. And there are people that I went to school with, people who know me, who can tell you who can vouch for you. Oh, Friend, I I, I've got friends. The reason why I'm friends with them, because I pulled their ass out of the fucking fire. So I'm not coming from a, well, if it were me. I'm telling you what I would do. So that's the standard that I'm holding fucking Jerry to. And frankly, that's the standard everybody should be holding him to. So the question before, should he be out? Fuck yes, he should be out. Absolutely. Okay. And anyone who's just like, oh, well, I'm going to give him a pass because blah, blah, blah. We should dig in. And then if there's more, why is that not enough? 
That's the question. That, that's my question. In, in my Why head. is that not enough? Because he was 16, 17, 18 years old. So you get that's a pass for being a piece of shit when you're 16 or 17. Yes. None of the fuck you, you, don't. you don't. You don't get... Because how many little black kids never got that opportunity? How many I, of us got fucking strung up by our fucking feet and then burned alive just for existing? Steve. So if we don't get that pass, you damn sure not getting a pass for me. No, fuck okay. that. That's not acceptable. I, I'm not... Again, here's why you don't lose your empire at age 73 because at 16, 17, 18, whatever. Why, because it's not fair? I don't, fair isn't a real, isn't a real world. Real exactly. word to me. Exactly. So, so again, what? Well, I, mean, I mean, look, again, I will not shed a tear for Jerry Jones, but I think that's a, a bridge too far for me. And we can agree, agree to disagree. And again, again, the, problem like is, the problem is, is that it's a bridge too far for 99% of the white people out there. And again, because punishment for shitty behavior during this time, then and now, has always been a bridge too far. Wow. It was all, there's always an excuse. There was an excuse why it was okay then, right? And now we're just saying, well, it was a long time ago, right? But a lot of that behavior was, was brushed under the rug. People, a lot of, no one, very few people were prosecuted for that sort of behavior. There were a million reasons why. And then as time went on now, well, it was just a long time ago. That's not fair. And we got to move on. And that's the way, and so and, what I'm telling you, I'm coming with you with all of Hell's Fury to tell you to fuck right off, because it's plenty for me. And that's the problem. Because no one was ever punished for it, because there was always an excuse, because there's always an excuse now, oh, it's such a long time ago, that's why we can't fix half the shit that we got going on in this country right now, because you're constantly willing to give people a pass for shitty behavior that hurts and kills other humans. And his behavior, did it get someone killed that day? We don't know. We don't know how that turned out. We probably do know that there's, if he had, I mean, again, call this cowardice, might be the right word, but had he walked up and taken that girl by the hand and tried to walk with her, he would have got the fuck beat out of him. And I'll bet he knew that. And there's and a lot a of, chicken but shit move here's the deal, that, there's a lot of white people who did though. There's a lot right? of white people who did. A lot of white people who did. A lot of white Jewish people who did. A lot of white Irish people who did. A lot of white Italian people who did. Right, who gave up fucking everything. Yeah. And, the, right? and, and and they're heroes, right? And Jerry Jones ain't a hero. I'm and, not. and he's not. And I'm sorry. And watching that, right? Why? I, I just like I, you will never see me watch any of these movies about that time period. I'll read about it, but I can't. I won't watch it. I will not watch. It. I can't now with the little girl, bro. I can't. Oh, oh, I can't, oh, can't oh, do dude, it. I get it. I just. I. I can't. So I. I refuse. To have sympathy, to give a pass for, to say it's okay, it was a long time ago, I understand, and it was cowardice. Like, if, because they're, I get it, that's extreme. But the only way to fix this shit is to actually start to have consequences for that. As a country, we have done terrible things to a lot of different groups. And the, 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 the price, the accountability has not been there. We got called out by Iran, of all people, on human rights, right? <laughs> Which is a fucking joke. Like, dear Iran, shut the fuck up. But on the other hand, they, but on but the other hand, what they said was true. They're just worse. <laughs> you're an asshole, but you're not wrong, Iran. <laughs> right. Right. And I mean, there's a lot of countries who can look at us and say, "You, you are the ones giving us shit about human rights," right? right. And the problem, and, and and the reality is, is like, well, what the fuck are we gonna say? We never, right? Like, I mean, well. I, I just like I'm sorry. I, I have no problem with Jerry Jones losing his shit because of that. 
And if it doesn't seem fair and it doesn't seem right and, you know, he worked himself up by the bootstraps and he created this empire, why should he lose it just because of this particular incident? Why should someone lose their life just because they're a black kid walking to school? And let's be fair. Jerry Jones or Daniel Snyder losing their empire, they're still going to be billionaires when it's done. Right. So it's not like, oh, right. they're getting... They're not getting dragged out on the street and hung. Right. They're, they're not told, getting dragged out on the street and hung. You don't get to be a hung. celebrity and right. a billionaire. You're not, not you're not going to be in the NFL anymore, but Jerry Jones, you're still going to have a $3 billion, $3 billion yacht that you bought to, to outdo Daniel Snyder's $2 billion yacht. Right? Like, so was, it that, the, was it two? I remember, we talked about this before. I don't know, it was a, dude. It, it, it was, was so, ridiculous, It was though. just absurd numbers. Was, I, I, remember, think, I'm trying to I think Snyder's was like $100 million and Jerry Jones's yacht was like $500 million. Because remember, yeah. I saw Daniel Snyder's yacht, and I'm like, my God, what? It, like, this is bigger than an aircraft carrier. And then, because of Google and algorithms right. and everything else, I get Jerry Jones's yacht, and I'm like, so Jerry Jones's yacht made David uh, uh, Daniel Snyder's yeah. yacht look like a fucking tugboat, and it's probably specifically for that reason. I'm super right. super rich. I want to look super super richer than you. I, like he put a call out and like, hey, if anybody builds a yacht bigger than this, tell me. Let so, me know. And yep. then, and then yep. build this. It's insane. All right, um, we get, we're going a bit long. I want to do a real two two real quick things. One, Deion yeah. Sanders isn't going to be quick, so just okay. All right, then, then then let me do my little conspiracy theory because I you want to do, you want to do Deion Sanders is kind of a second part of the show. Can't I don't have time. Okay. All right, we'll do Deion Sanders, and I'll do my thing on my own or drag okay. him over the week. Go ahead. So Deion Sanders, uh, he was a coach at Jackson State, uh, and it was a big deal when he took that job, right? So he's been there for a couple years. Their record, I think they've gone undefeated or only lost, like, one game. Jackson State is a historically black uh, college university, uh, and uh, he they've he's turned the program around. He's invested his own money in it, um, historically black universities are underfunded and their programs suffer in a lot of ways because they just don't have the same sort of philanthropic um, alumni cash injection that you know the, the that your standard universities have right your Notre Dames your Ohio States your Tennessees your Alabamas and all that other sure. stuff right um, so Dion going to Jackson State was a huge deal um, people are like, well, he's never been a head coach before. Yeah, but Dion knows football, right? And we, we had this conversation talking about Jeff Saturday um, when he got hired with the Colts, just a little bit different of a situation. But Dion comes in, creates a different culture, creates a program, uh, builds a program, uh, you know, can speak to experiences, knows how to coach the kids up, and they ball out. My thought was, you know, Dion doesn't really need the money, so does he need to make the big jump to the next big school? And he doesn't need to do that, right, if he didn't want to. My thought was that Dion would stay at Jackson State, make it into a powerhouse, recruit other coaches, uh, you know, former players um, that would be good fits to coach at other HBCU schools, build the HBCU school, schools up, and then all of a sudden they're at a pretty decent level comparative to some of your Power 5 schools. That's not what happened. Um, University of Colorado, or Colorado University, or the Buffaloes. Colorado, yeah. Uh, they came to Dion and said, hey, we need a coach. Our former coach sucked. We fired him. Can you come? And Dion said yes. Um, I'm not going to beat him up over it. I guess I was naive or, uh, you know, optimistic. optimistic that, you know, there was. And look, I'm not a huge fan of HBCUs. I, I was recruited by a couple. I didn't really give them a whole lot of thought. Mostly because even at that age, I recognized that there were some 
disparities, right? And like, listen, I wanted an opportunity, and it's not like I shunned them to go to, uh, you know, Kent State University. I mean, I ultimately shunned them to go to West Point Military Academy. I mean, right? Sorry, but <laughs> you know. Um, but that being said. Uh, you know, Dion makes this move, and look, I, I wish him the best. Like, people are beating him up. Like, he, you know, did this huge disservice. Like, listen, the players at Jackson State currently really appreciate what he's done the last couple of years. They've won a lot of games. He's gotten them exposure. Um, you know, some of those guys are probably going to go to the NFL, where had he not come, they would not have had that opportunity or even got the, the, the you know, gotten the recognition that they did. Um, so... You know, he left a positive impact, and hopefully the program can carry that on, even though that he is moving on the, uh, to Colorado. Um, and we'll see what he does, right? Like, so, I, I mean, I think that there's – I think in his mind, his, his ultimate landing spot, spot is Florida State, right? That's where he played. It's where he became Neon Dion, a legend. And so um, I think if he has another couple good years at Colorado and is able to build that program, he's probably going to end up at Florida State, and I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Um, you know, you can't – complain about black coaches getting opportunities and then when a black coach gets an opportunity you get pissed about it because you don't it's not the way you wanted it to go right well we really wanted him to do this right what about the hbcus like so what's more important right i mean and i still think that like you still have eddie george at tennessee state um i think that other player you may even see more players who are looking to break into coaching Look at the HBCUs. Look at what Dion did, and hopefully they follow his lead. Even if they do leave, if they can get to these programs, inject some cash into the programs, get get them some some notoriety, get them to play on TV, get them you know playing against some of these top tier teams and getting some money into these programs, then maybe you can see the HBCUs start to come up and start to be at a better competitive, see a better competitive balance between them and the uh, and the other traditional and power schools. The uh... The one thing I've heard Dion getting a lot of heat for is a lot of the guys he recruited, he's now trying to get to transfer to Colorado, which, again, I can't blame him or the kids. That's I the recruited, game. I recruited these kids. That's the game. I think they're good enough to play at the next level. I want to win at the next level, so I want to bring you with me. Yep. Another, but I've, I've heard people giving him and them heat for that, and I'm like, well, one of them, one of them is a quarterback who's also his kid. Right. <laughs> so, like, oh, Dad, I'm, leaving, I'm staying here in Jackson, Mississippi – and not going to Boulder, Colorado to play against, you know, Power 5 schools because whatever. I, I, don't, I don't blame anyone for any like, of this. If it, now, ask, ask me what I would do if that were me. All right. You're Dion's kid? Yeah. And well, Dion's going to Colorado. That, uh, so, Dion's kid, what are, you, <laughs> what are you doing other than your dad's going to Colorado? I'm not going to Colorado. Why is that? Because I can't. Because I have sickle cell and me playing Colorado oh. is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I set you up. But there he did set you up. I set you up 100% for that. Son of a bitch. I set you up with the dominant everything thing earlier, so one point each. Um, all right. Uh, let me do this real quick. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Because I read an article. I've, I've been bitching to you, and I think on the show, but definitely to you, about really flawed journalism. Like, I forget the actor who died. Fuck, the guy who played in Top Gun and was on... Uh, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, passed away a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And I sent you an article about his passing, and it was the story about him dying and a picture of a white guy. Yeah. The guy who died was black, and, and like, so I sent you the picture, and you're like, yeah, I know who this is. And you almost I came off like you were offended, like, yes, why wouldn't I know? Wait, that's not him. Yeah. So I see an article published by MSN, mm-hmm. and it said, 
Lake Mead revealing bodies as lake recedes to lowest levels ever. Lake Mead, popular tourist spot in Michigan. And then it went on to read, they believe these bodies were a result of the 70s and 80s when the mob ran Las Vegas, which, in case you haven't heard, is in Nevada, which is also where Lake Mead is. Yes. Now, there is a Mead Lake in Michigan. Yes. I'm wondering, and this is my conspiracy theory for the day, are these articles the need to publish and put shit out there as fast as possible showing obvious fuck-ups? Do you... I, or not do you think? I'm wondering, are these articles being put out by either over overseas paid dirt cheap journalists just, hey, we need content, we need content, or AI? Because no person who got out of journalism school should be able to say that Lake Mead was in... No, Michigan. I mean, so I you, mean, I can't believe there's anything that dumb. It could be AI generated articles. I that wouldn't really. I don't think that that's that big of a stretch. Although I will say, I think it's just we have a lack of attention to detail in journalism. True. That's just been proven out with, you know, it's very common now to read an article with some pretty blatant bad misspellings, grammar, grammar. all that sort of stuff, and for. The grammar Nazis out there and all those, all that sort of stuff. Like it's just a field day, and as as annoying as it is to deal with the grammar Nazi, which I won't go into the psychology of those people. Um, the reality is, is that you're seeing a lot of this, and you're seeing you know uh, n- newspapers have to go back or, or media outlets have to go back and you know say, oh well, this article has been edited to update you know this and change this out and swap this out and everything else. It's very common. They're catching it after the fact because readers are like, what the fuck's going on? And if you go on Twitter, there are actually like Twitter bots that go through and actually read the articles and point out all the mistakes, right? In these articles, there's like a couple dedicated to the New York Times. Um, and so like, I just, I, I really think that it's more of a lack of attention to detail in the editorial departments around media as a whole, because news happens so fast and you want to be the first one out and you want to get the clicks and you want to get all that sort of stuff that it's just it, it, like, it's common. Now I also won't, I think the whole, uh, AI generated thing is probably a real thing. Um, it, you know, but I, I don't know how you would get that. Like, I'm, I'm sure it could be done relatively easily based on some of the stuff that I've seen done. Um, but I, I think that a lot of this is still just lack of attention to detail on the human side. Or, or they're, leaving the, uh, they're leaving the editing to some sort of software, to some sort of AI. Maybe. Right? Like, so there's not an actual human eye looking at it, making sense about it. They, they have some software that does the editing and things like that. And then the software is like, well, you've got a lake and a place. That place is real. That Everything is spelled right. You're good. And then it gets published. And then people like you are just like, that's not right. Right? Or anyone who reads the article, basically. Or the people who don't know. And then, like, I'm sure there are people out there talking about Lake Mead in Michigan. I like, can't wait to go to Michigan. Go oh, to see Las Vegas, baby. see some dead bodies. Like, it just like, you know. Mm. I mean, so I think you got a lot of different things at play here. But you're not wrong. It is... Uh, it becomes more and more obvious every day, but I, I mean, the only thing that solves it is pay closer attention to what the fuck you're doing, right. but good luck telling MSNBC or MSN or New York Times that they need to do a better job at, you know, editing their shit, because yep. they clearly they don't. don't care. Again, this came up on my feed. I wasn't Googling yeah. Lake Mead. It popped up on me. I read it, and I'm like, what in the actual fuck? All right, we've gone long. You know, I'll I, st- I've been at Lake Mead. Well, new. good for you. All right, that's a great way to end our show. I'm sorry. Did anything inappropriate happen while you were in Lake Mead, dude? Yes. And that's this episode of At Whiskey Congress. Thank you for listening. We're done.